Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. I don't know why it took me a minute to actually figure out what you were saying. So who wants? To I know I, I got it now, but initially when you're like do 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 do, it's just like what is this? Do you remember Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? By do the way. I? How's it going, Mita? Hi, I'm well. How are good, you? Good, good, thanks. We're Actually, back. We're back. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. I'm not well. Yeah. Um, You might notice in my voice that it's I... It's husky. It's husky, yeah. It's, it's, it's not like a Scarlett Johansson husky either. No. It's, it's like, it's just sick. rough. It's, it's rough, like yeah. Kathleen Turner hungover. <laughs> because Kathleen Turner's voice is quite nice. Quite husky. Quite husky. Yeah. And quite sexy. Yeah. But not, I'm not right now. Unfortunately. Yeah. But yes. Do you remember Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh my The zeitgeist before the zeitgeist was the zeitgeist. You know what one of my like favorite moments on television is okay. ever? When the guy wins. The when fir- the, the first, first guy who won, when he's at the last question yeah, and he, calls and he had the one lifeline left yeah. and he decided to phone a friend and I he know. phoned his dad and his dad gets on the phone and he said, dad, I just wanted to call yeah, you I know. to that let was you know bald. that I'm going to be a millionaire. I remember watching that live. Yeah. I remember... Yeah, with Regis. Yeah. May he rest wild. in peace. Okay, Mita, we don't have time for this. Okay. Because we're back at home. Yes. We're not in the studio, as you no. can probably tell from our recording. Sorry. Sorry. But we have so much to talk about because in two weeks... A lot has a happened. A lot happened. It's been wild and It's crazy been wild. Times. So we've watched a lot of movies, but yeah. I think let's first address... The big elephant in the room. Okay. Let's talk about the war in the Middle East. Okay, yes. But maybe from a perspective that we can relate to. Which is the movies. Which is the movies. Because the thing that actually happened while we were sleeping Mm -hmm. was... And this is a little dated, but I think we do have to talk about it. Like, I don't think we could just ignore it. No. Because Melissa Barrera was fired from Scream 7. Yep. And then the day after, Jenna Ortega quit. Yes. They're not saying she quit. They're saying she left due to scheduling com- yeah. conflicts and that this was happening beforehand anyways. Yeah. But like... Come, come on, on, man. Like... You waited till the day after. The yeah. day after? Like, you think people are that dumb about PR? Mm-hmm. It's But it's wild. So they're claiming... Uh, Spyglass is yes. claiming that Melissa Barrera was fired for making anti-Semitic comments. But she didn't. She didn't. She just made pro-Palestinian comments. And then Jenna Ortega, who has made similar pro-Palestinian comments, yes. mysteriously decided to leave. Like, I'm, I'm busy shooting I'm, Wednesday. Yeah, I'm busy yeah. shooting Wednesday. I've also heard that there was salary disputes. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a variety of things, other than the fact that she left because she didn't want to support a film that fired her friend yeah. for... And co-star. And co-star yeah. for b- having an opinion about human rights. Yes. Wild. Crazy. That's really wild. It's re- it's it's really disappointing. Yeah, it's really disappointing. Just because like it's a franchise that I love. So that's much. what that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. That's all happened. But like Scream is like it's like it's my huge face, for you. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah, I love Scream. I and watch this is it. Effectively, the end of it. Yeah, I watch it at least. I watch it every year. Yeah, I watch you do. all six during Halloween. At during least during Halloween. At least during Halloween. At least. Yeah. It's my sick day movie. Yeah. I mean, this time I had pink eyes, so I couldn't watch any movies. Yeah. But if I didn't, I would have watched Scream. Yeah. Because it's very comforting to me. So, do you think they come out of this? I don't. I don't see how they do unless they get rehired. Especially because of how they've structured it. Mm-hmm. Of how they've structured. Like this is a new storyline within the old storyline. Yeah, sisters. and Nev yeah. Campbell isn't there either. Exactly. So what? And can... like she's not going to come back. Yeah. But I think that was always like a um, an indicator of like something's not great here when they couldn't pay Nev Campbell properly. Pay Nev Campbell, yeah. like. How do you not pay Sydney, Sydney Prescott, Prescott Yeah, properly? There's no screen without Sydney Prescott. Yeah. And like, granted, I didn't hate Six. Like, I liked no, some I of the things that I were actually in enjoyed. there. I've never hated a Scream. Mm-hmm. Three is not good, but, but I don't hate I it. I would still watch it over a lot of other garbage. There's a lot of like corny things in Three that are just nostalgic. Yeah. That are like Parker Posey in Three is like fun to watch. But Five and Six are actually pretty decent. Yeah. Like, they do interesting for reboots, things. Like, for reboots, they're not bad at all. Yeah. there's. I don't think there's any coming back. Like, unless... 
I think the franchise has effectively done, and they're obviously going to try to do something. Yeah. But, and I feel like it, I don't know their names, but Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Yes, Mason Jr. Mason. Mason Gooding. Yeah, him and the other black girl. Um. Oh, I'm forgetting her name, but her character's name is Mindy. Mindy. I feel yeah. like it's going to be, that's how it'll Based shift. off of them. But. Interesting. Kind of, but they work as like side characters. Exactly. They're they work the as characters. like the Dewey and Gale. And also you can't, the... you can't have what they were doing with the series of being a, like a revival and being like a, mm-hmm. a revival moving forward. Yeah. You can't do that now because you've lost your lead characters. I think it should be done. It's also not the two guys from, um, what are the director's names? They did, um, What's the one where, like, the woman gets married and then they have to play a game? Oh, Ready or Not. Ready or Not. It's the directors of Ready or Not who've done five and six. They're not a part of seven. Yeah, I've heard it it is someone. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, questionable things. I think it actually is What's-His-Face Landon. Landon. That's his name, yeah. And he he commented because people were like, what's going on? Like, people were like, this is garbage. She's like, it's not. Like, I had nothing to do with this. I had no control over this. So, Spyglass, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Yeah, seriously. That's um that was really wild and I think really telling about a lot of things like how Hollywood is shifting, what the perception of freedom of speech. Well, because here's the thing, we don't know because we haven't seen examples of it. But if it was the opposite and someone had made such like Gal Gadot's not getting fired from anything, Amy Schumer's not getting fired. Noah, what's his face from Stranger Things, not getting fired, and he actually, they have made some pretty incendiary comments and like posted questionable material and not been chastised for it it's very one-sided it is very one-sided and none of her stuff was explicitly anti-semitic saying like i hate jewish people she just jewish people was relating to what it's like to be part of a community where you're outcasted exactly which could be taken from both sides from both sides yeah it's just it's wild and uh good for her and honestly I have a lot of respect for Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Because she could have easily gotten away with that. She is young and impressionable and like she holds a lot of power and I'm glad she's doing she's the right the, that. She's thing. also the star. Yeah. Melissa Barrera was like in, in terms of star power and in yeah. terms of celebrity, Jenna Ortega is the bigger star. Yeah. And for her to walk after that, it says a lot about her. I think the with five and six though, I think they wanted Melissa Barrera yeah. to be the star. Yeah. But you can tell because Wednesday, Wednesday kind of shifted, shifted all things. of that. Yeah. So this Just was one kooky dance. One, yeah, yeah. It's a wild experience. I think so much. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that and like other things. And the other thing that's super interesting is the Oscar race. Oh I, yeah. I think it's going to really. I think it is going to influence it. Oh, I think the politics, politics is really going to influence well, what's happening. The zone of interest. Oh, the zone of interest. Haven't seen it ha- yet. It's not out yet officially, so we haven't seen it. But that is a thing. Mm-hmm. But we have seen a couple of films yes. in this time frame, yeah. and we haven't been able to talk about them. Should we start with Saltburn? We'll start with Saltburn okay. because we literally saw it like the next day yeah. after recording. So we saw Saltburn. We Mita. both saw Saltburn. We did you saw it first? I saw it first, so, so I'll give my review first. first. I yeah. It was, it was a, sounds weird to say, but it was a gay, talented Mr. Ripley. Okay. Which in and of itself, gay, a talented. more, yeah, which is already gay, yeah. but. A more progressive. A more progressive. I thought it was okay. I okay. enjoyed it while I watched it. I thought there were good qualities. I did like Barry Keoghan. I did, J- Jacob Lordy was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosamund Pike is great. Carrie Mulligan in her small role is great. It's Richard it's E. Grant. Also Love great. Him. It's fine. There's some interesting things. Yeah. But there's obviously no spoilers for any of the really recent movies we're going to talk about. Yeah. But there's stuff in Saltburn that just doesn't like. You wish she pushed the envelope a little bit more. And she is pushing the envelope quite a bit in some scenes, but just not overall. Yeah. It just didn't feel like she. And this was my this was my problem with Promising Young Woman. Mm -hmm. I felt that like. She just couldn't fully commit to it. I still don't agree with you on that. Yeah, I know you don't. Yeah. But that's what that my stance on Promising Young Woman is that, like, I think she pushes it more in Promising Young Woman than, than in this. Yeah. I think she's too safe in Saltburn for a movie that should be more outlandish than it is. I, I agree with you on that. I think, like, she definitely could have gone farther. But at the same time, I'm kind of stuck in this middle part of, like, what's too far, though? 
like some of the things that she could have gone farther could also easily be too much and like not enjoyable. Yeah, but I think the movie itself, I think first of all, aside from the fact that it isn't wild enough, Mm -hmm. it's kind of boring in parts. It's slow. It's a a slow burn. Yeah. And a salt burn. And a salt burn. It's a slow salt burn. Yeah. And then eventually when you get to where it's going, you kind of know where it's going. Going. It is very predictable. It's very predictable. Except that the very end scene. That is not predictable. And it's great. It's great. Lovely. And I think that's the kind of stuff I love about Emerald Fennell is she really does have, she's a visionary. Yes. But she hasn't necessarily, I think, landed execution. execution. Yeah. And I think Saltburn's an example of that. Like Mm -hmm. how she, you can tell there's, there's something in her, Mm -hmm. but she's not necessarily like going for it. Yes. One thing that you and I play often is, is this person a good actor or are they just a hot face? Yes. And I do think that Jacob Elordi is a good actor. Okay. I've seen him in this. I've seen <laughs> I, you haven't seen Priscilla I yet. No. I do think he there is talent there, um, and so I I don't think he's gonna be like one of the. He's not gonna be like a Daniel Day Lewis, right? But, but Barry Keoghan might. Yes, Barry definitely. Barry, I think, has the acting chops yeah. to be a great actor. I think Jacob Elordi could be like a Brad Pitt though, no. in that they're talented. Mita. But they're never going to have that, like, they're, Brad Pitt's not renowned for being a, a an incredible He's actor. He's an Oscar winner. He's an Oscar winner, but his first Oscar is for producing. It's not for acting. It's his second Oscar is for, for, for acting. Maybe that's his third. Does he have three? He has one for 12 Years a Slave. He's a slave, slave for sure. And... Uh, and then for what time. Okay, I think it's just it? the two, but okay. he still is a two-time right. Oscar winner. But but I mean, like Brad he's Pitt. also Jacob Lurdy is also not that hot. He's hot for today, though. <laughs> yeah, by today. Who's standard. Brad Pitt today? Nobody's Brad Pitt today. No, like Ryan Gosling has that magnetism and like. There is like more and... of a quirkiness with Ryan Gosling, though. That I think. Yeah, he's more approachable. Yeah, as a human. Brad Pitt was is sort of just like. No, nobody's thing. ever going to be Brad Pitt. Let's no, it's not going to be Brad Pitt. <laughs> no, but I, I see in terms of his career, like, he, he's not going to have those standout... He's not going to be Daniel Day-Lewis, where, like, he's transformative, but he is going to do good things. I, I hope he does good I'm not things. sold, but I don't hate him. So far, I like his choices, yeah. though. Yeah, interesting choices. Yeah. He's also getting the pick of the litter, mm-hmm. because he's a tall, he's a attractive hot, white Australian man. man. Yeah. yeah. So, fine. A rating. Oh, I'll go first. You go first. I'm sticking to three. Okay. I was between... You weren't that when we talked last. No, I was two and a half to three. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go to two and a half. Okay. Because I said three and I was just like, did I say three? Because it felt high to me. You told me two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go to two. I'm going to stick to two and a half because mm-hmm. I... It's the kind of movie... And I'm thinking about like rewatchability and I'm like, I don't know... If I want to. If I want to. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to. I don't even know if I'd put it on in the background. Oh, like I think I've seen it. Like you're, what are you gonna get yeah, out of having what it is, on? Exactly, in the that's yeah. the thing. Is that like, except what, for that last? That scene. last scene is the only reason I might want to watch it again because yeah. it is great. It's a great shot. It's a great exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of it. So I'm gonna actually go to two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I was flickering between three, three and a half, just because like I think that there are really interesting concepts in there. I like what she's doing. At first, I was like, "Why does this need to be set in the early two th- in the aughts?" Yeah. But now I kind of get it. It feels why it feels... was it the cell phone thing we talked about? Yeah, I think like having a cell phone would allow like him to have researched things. Yeah, and like there's just there's so much more accessibility now than there was sure. at that time. Okay. And like it also falls falls in line with like the idea of like wa- the wanting to be rich. Yeah. Like that was such a huge thing when I was a tw- teen and a tween. Of, like, watching shows like The O.C. and then, like, sure, shows, okay. like that sort of desirability. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I do land more towards a three. Just because I do... I agree with you. Like, there are moments where she could really push it. And she kind of falls flat with it. Yeah. Or just doesn't, like, get Commit. that complete wow moment. Yeah. Okay. Three. Three for me. Okay, next. I think in order of what has been seen. Okay. I saw Animal. Oh, okay. And then you go, because I have not seen you it. You have not. Animal is a Hindi film yes. starring Ranbir Kapoor and Rashmika Mandana and Anil Kapoor doing incredible business, both India and abroad. Mm-hmm. I saw it opening night, three hours and 20 minutes. Oh, gosh. You haven't seen Gabir Singh? No. With Shahid Kapoor and Kiara Advani? No. You should. Okay. Because it's very much a part of 
the conversation of a film. And okay. it's hard to talk about Animal without talking about Kabir Singh. Okay. I will say that there is, in, in, in kind of like of what Saltburn does, he's trying to do like a Quentin Tarantino meets Anurag Kashyap. Okay. Which is interesting. Who is this directing? His name is uh, Samir Vanga Reddy. Okay. Or Reddy Vanga. He's actually from Hyderabad, where my family's from, and he's Telugu. And Kabir Singh is based on a Telugu film he made called Arjun Reddy. And Kabir Singh, Arjun Reddy were historically extremely misogynist Mm -hmm. and problematic as films, but huge successes. Mm -hmm. Kabir Singh takes that to a very different place. It's, there's, he's like attempting to do things and he does some things very interestingly, but the misogyny is real, like real, it's really questionable. The violence is insane, which I'm okay with. If, you know, cartoonish violence, crazy over-the-top violence, I'm here for it. Give me, you know, I'm good. But I think the misogyny, and even misogyny I'm actually okay with, if it can be justified. Mm -hmm. There are people like that who exist. Yeah. There are people who are, have those mentalities and women who react. You know what I mean? There is, there's a system in which that works. And I just don't know if this, film is doing that okay but i am glad that i saw it in theater and i saw it opening night because i don't know if i would have the same tolerance for it at home at home yeah was the crowd good it was an interesting crowd and you could tell that the crowd wasn't i've heard i've read a lot of things from different people critics and then audience reactions and things like that etc etc and you could, some crowds are like, yeah, the audience went wild. My audience did not go wild. Mm. My audience enjoyed Rocky Irani more when I saw it opening night. Yeah. Like that audience. The audience wanted to be there. Wanted to be there, really liked it. This audience wanted to be there, but I think even this audience was like, huh. <laughs> and like confused by liking certain things and just not liking others. But definitely watch Kabir Singh. You don't need to see Animal in, th- okay. in theater. Watch it whenever it, it it's going to come on Netflix eventually. Okay. So watch it then. But watch Kabir Singh. Okay. Because uh, just to be a part of that conversation. Okay. Yeah. Next, what did we watch? We watched May, December. We did. You go first because you watched it first. I watched it first. I watched it like the day it came out. You in watched it Friday. Thing. I watched it Saturday. I yeah. had no chill though. I was just like, yep, putting this on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was very excited for it. And I my expectations were met with this one. Were they? I really enjoyed okay. this. Okay. I think that this story is really interesting. It's it's It uh, is Mary Kayla Turner. It's Mary Kayla Turner, yeah. basically, yes. But from the point of view of an actress coming in going to be playing Mary Kayla yeah. Turner in a film, there's like a little bit it's a People are calling it a black comedy. I'm not harping I, on the yeah. comedy aspect no. as much as some people are. There, it, I think he does... Who, Todd Haynes? Todd Haynes, I always yeah. mix him up with Todd Fields. No. Those are two different people. Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. He does some really interesting things in terms of like the scoring in this movie. Yeah. The acting performances in this are very good. You're not going to do anything wrong with Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, but I think I was most surprised... With Charles, Charles Melton. Yeah. He has some really um, interesting things to portray on screen. Yeah. And he does them very well. And, like, this is a kid that I know from Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, So, like, it's quite nice to see him in a performance like this. And I think it's a really interesting look at true crime. Like, I am, unfortunately, one of those people that love it. Yeah. And I, you know, I... I'm part of the problem because I, <laughs> yeah, I am, I, I, and I completely agree, yeah. up, like, own up to it. Like, I sensationalize these things, and yeah. I think it's a really interesting aspect to look at, like, what are we sensationalizing, and, like, where is the, like, where's the line and everything? Yeah. Like, this woman is a molester, this yeah. woman's a predator, and, like, raped a child. Oh, yeah. But we care more about the inner workings of the relationship. Like, no, like, this person... Should be in jail. I just, I really enjoyed watching all of it yeah. play out and what was there. But I'm guessing you didn't love it as much? Uh, no, I actually did quite like yeah. it. I thought from the trailer that it wasn't going to be, I thought it was going to be Mary Killer Turner with a side of something. Mm-hmm. But it's just Mary Killer Turner. And that was fine. Like, yeah. that's not a bad thing. I think I was just expecting something, a, else. something else. And it wasn't. I, my biggest thing mm-hmm. is that. 
there are elements where this is meant to be black comedy or it's meant to be satirical mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Like the early scene when she's in the kitchen, <laughs> there, it's been memed all over the place about yes, the hot dogs. Hot dog. Hilarious. Okay. Never happens again. No. Like we don't get anything of that level of like satire, m- making essentially fun of the, I think it's meant to make fun of the. Made um, for TV movies of like. Yes, the sort exactly. Of, yeah, of the 90s. I loved it. That's yeah. exactly what it was trying to mimic. And the soundtrack especially the score especially does that mm-hmm. and i think those kind of things are meant to but it doesn't really go further than that mm-hmm. what i found interesting however was the interview you asked me to watch yes. afterwards because which i knew about before okay i ha- i did you had never seen it i had never seen it before okay and i thought what was interesting is that the movie actually makes her seem better than she actually was in real life yeah in she's real life, a she's unhinged. terrible person. She's a terrible person. Horrible. And he, she's a terrible person. He clearly is in like some he's Stockholm stuck. syndrome, stuck syndrome. He, yeah. he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't like her. Yeah. The movie actually softens Mary Kay Letourneau a lot, lot more. A lot more. Yeah. And tries to give her outs and tries to give her, you know, depth. Depth. That's just not just there. Just not there. Life. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I wonder if that's just Julianne Moore. No, that's the writing as it's well. Writing, I think yeah. it's the writing because I actually think Julianne Moore is the weakest of the three. Oh, yeah, because she falls in and out of the list. Mm-hmm. It's not as consistent. Natalie Portman is Portman great. Is, is excellent. That monologue. Yeah, that's she's really good. Yes. She really surprised me. Charles Melton is also very good, and mm-hmm. I'm glad he's getting so much praise. But yeah, really good. I really did generally, like, overall enjoyed it. I wish it had leaned into the satire a little bit more. Um, but other than that, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. But um, you mentioned that interview for listeners. There's a scene in a movie. Yes, yes, go on. That is basically verbatim something that Mary Kay Letourneau said in an interview at one point. And so for I found it really interesting. The source material for this is, yeah. like, very interesting. What he does with it is interesting because it could go... So wrong. Yeah. I also do wish it was more campy. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think it leans into the camp quality enough. I was going to send you the TikTok girl. (laughs) This is camp. This is camp. This is camp. This is so camp. Yeah. But yeah. What's your rating? I give it a four. Okay. I really enjoyed this. Okay. I have... The last few things I've watched have been, like, disappointing to me. I've been watching not-so-great movies, though. Yeah, fair enough. So, like, that's probably why. But this, I was just like... This met my expectations. It was thrilling as well i didn't know where it was gonna go yeah. how we were gonna land and i really enjoyed it okay yeah i'm going with three and a half okay yeah also really enjoyed it again i don't necessarily have as much to be like critical of mm-hmm. i think maybe i just didn't lean Click into it the you? same way yeah but i it is very good i will i kind of want to watch it again yeah i can totally see it again mm. We have been talking about this for 24 minutes, Whoa. so we're going to move quickly. I also saw one movie that I really would highly recommend you watch yeah. yesterday. I watched Past Lives Ooh. with Greta Lee. Yeah. Hey, one. It's like, hey, and then one. Anyways, Greta Lee, please watch it. Okay. Yeah. I almost watched it I don't it want tonight. to oversell it. Yeah. But watch it. Okay. It's lovely. It's just a lovely Just film. a just nice a lovely, little lovely little film. four star film. Oh, four stars. Yeah. Okay. Watch me watch it and be like, two! Yeah, I know, you might. No, I probably won't. No, it's lovely. I really liked it. But speaking of four-star films, we thought... (laughs) Okay. Yeah? Maybe? Maybe? Who knows? Let's find out. Yeah. What did we watch this week? This week, Nadim, we watched the 2008 Best Picture winner, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a time to be alive. What a time. Would you like to hear an IMDb disco? Give it to me. Okay. A Mumbai teenager reflects on his life after being accused of cheating on the Indian version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. Um, Listeners, if you're not Indian, I just want you to know that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in India is not called Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's called Konbanega Kurorpati, and it's hosted by Bollywood sensation Amitabh Bachchan. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's, Godsend in my house. Yeah. We love Gwambanega <laughs> Karorpati. Yeah. I just want everyone to know that. Fair enough. It's still running. It's still on. It's still on, yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think... I think He Wants to Be a Millionaire is still on, but I think it's like 
daytime game show. It's not... Gwanamanikaparapati is still primetime. Yeah. Like, it's still big on, like, network television. It's but still I a think, big deal. But I think yeah. Meredith Vieira still Yes, and I think Meredith Vieira yeah. is it, yeah. Because it's yeah. not... It doesn't have the same gravity at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Slumdog. Slumdog. Let's talk Slumdog. Okay. Where do we even Where start? Where do you even start with Slumdog, right? Just like the moment, like the time. Slumdog. Go back to 2008. Yeah, 2008. Slumdog was a moment. And Slumdog, let's, okay. There's Slumdog, and then there's the fact that Slumdog was a big deal. Yeah. You can't remove that from the movie itself. And one of the things I realized watching it this time, I was watching it, and I was like, how many of us, because I was 17 at the time, okay. so, and I was in grade 12 or mm-hmm. senior year. Yeah. Um, and it was all that people were talking yeah. about. Like, it was, it was a moment. Like, the Pussycat Dolls had the song, yeah. and people wanted to wear saris and stuff. But then I was thinking, and I was like, how many of my classmates probably saw Slumdog Millionaire? Yeah. And I don't think any oh, of them really? probably, unless, maybe the brown kids. Yeah, but all the brown kids. All the brown kids yeah. probably did, but none of the rest of them, I think, saw it. I don't think That's anybody went and watched it, because I didn't watch it. Until I went to India. You saw it in India? I watched it in India. So what was that like? I, well, we didn't watch it in a theater or anything. We oh. watched it in our family friend's, like, basement. Oh. But it was a, they had a theater room. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Still. You look so disappointed. Yeah. I don't know if it was, like, playing or whatever. Yeah. But um, in 2009, in Mar- end of February, early March of 2009, yeah. we took a family trip to India for, like, yeah. four weeks. And... This was this was this during was, the Oscars. Yeah. So like we were in Mumbai the night of the wow. Oscars and like What was that? That was well, I remember being worried that I wasn't going to be able to watch the Oscars because okay. we were in yeah. Mumbai and I was like I'm going to miss it. It's going to be so it sucks and whatever. But all everyone anyone was watching. We caught it. Yeah. We somehow wound we were staying in a really nice like it was like a condo, but it was a hotel. Yeah. And it was very nice. And we, like, sat down and we watched the Oscars as a family. And, like, this is one of the best Oscars. This is a great Oscars. This is like, Hugh Jackman. Like, as a show, it's great. Yeah. Hosting the Oscars yeah. and, like, doing that huge musical Opening performance. Number, yeah. yeah. Um, this is the year Heath Ledger won for Joker for The Dark Knight. It was yeah. a big year. Huge. Huge. Gigantic. Yeah. And I think we watched Slumdog Millionaire... Right before we, because we were in Delhi first and we watched it while we were in Delhi at our family friend's house. And I just remember being underwhelmed by it. Really? Like, not really. I was still in my woes. <laughs> oh, have I never told you about how much I didn't like Slumdog Millionaire? No. Because of the culture part of it? Okay, no. Oh, I feel like I've told this. Before. I think you have to repeat it now for okay. this episode. <laughs> okay. So I spent a good majority of my life separating the Indian and the North American, yeah, yeah. Canadian part of me. And, like, I did Indian classical dancing and I yeah. participated in things. But I never introduced that to, like, my friends at school. Okay. And for the majority... My elementary school was not uh, very cultural. My high school was. But it was more, like, Lebanese students and things like that. Of, yeah. And I wasn't in... I didn't hang out as much with the brown kids at my high school. Yeah. I had more of a multicultural group. Okay. But I spent so much of my life, like, trying to separate these two things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in grade 12, <laughs> everyone's like, Jai Ho! <laughs> Sorry's! Nicole Scherzinger, where's a bindi? Like, yeah, everybody yeah. was all over. And I was really upset about it. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I have spent so long trying to, like, hide I this stuff part, from yeah. you. I would, like, in Indian classical dance, you have to paint your hands. Yeah. And your feet, like, with red marker. And the next day, you have to show up at school and everyone's looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're all so interested in Dave Patel. Like, yeah. I just did not... I was really not interested in liking Slumdog mm-hmm. Millionaire. And so I had a stance of, like, I don't like this movie. Yeah. But it was exciting to watch the Oscars. Yeah. And to see it went into, like, being India. And then the day that the kids from the slums yeah, yeah. flew back into mumbai we were leaving mumbai oh wow so the airport was like crazy yeah. but yeah oh that's my experience that's good. that's really cool actually mm-hmm. that's a lot very specific like, i felt like i was a part of it and yeah a you're lot a part of, of like yeah let's, yes. let's... but i also on that trip and this is one of the we, I, it brings us back to the film yeah in that trip, we did walk through, like, we had to cut through some slums yeah. to get from one place to another. And, like, I remember being in the airport thinking, this is what the kids are going to come back to? 
Yeah. Like, it's very... It's really disheartening to see. I don't think the movie really... Like, it does in a lot of ways show you how hard their life is. But, like, until you actually personally see it... Yeah, yeah. And, like, you see a little kid, like, begging you for money on the street that's missing an arm. Like, you... It's very hard to realize, like, that's... Like, they got this little one moment... They got yeah. to go to the Oscars, yeah. but this is what they have to come back yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And, like, does anyone know where they are now? Uh, I've looked it up recently, and I think I think the boys were in school, but they didn't know where the girl was. Oh. So, there's that. <laughs> so, did you watch Slumdog as an adult, not being so emo about it? Well, we watched... You made me watch it last year? Really? We were talking about something... We talked about it on this podcast, too. It was last year or the year before, but you were like, oh, well, you should also watch, you have to watch Slumdog, and we did talk about it. Okay. So I had watched it recently as an adult, and I appreciated it much more. Okay, in a different way. In a different way. Yeah. It's just at 17, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was, like, pissed. No, yeah, you were angry I was Slumdog. angry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was not 17. I remember I saw Slumdog. Slumdog was huge in the Oscar world, and I was following it, and it had won TIFF, and it was a big deal, and it was an... Slumdog was a big deal mm-hmm. because it wasn't just about Indian people. Yeah. There were the people behind the scenes, Arahman, Gulzar, yeah. prominent figures in the like Indian, Indian cinema. Fi- in film industry, in front of the camera, Anil Kapoor, Irfan Khan, Saurabh Shukla. Like there were there were major players, key players that were f- for the first time going to be presented to kind of the Western world. Mm-hmm. And here was a movie about Indian people that was the talk of the town. So yeah. it was a big deal. And so I went and saw it with a bunch of friends. And I remember liking it, not loving it. Mm-hmm. And I think wanting to love it. Yeah. And wanting to be swept up in it. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, what I'm realizing now was that I don't think I understood why. And I think watching it now as an adult in my 40s with everything I know, it's because it's it's about Indian people from a white perspective. Yeah. And it really feels that way. Mm-hmm. And I will say this first and foremost, because I'm about to shit on Danny Boyle quite a bit. He does this with so much heart and so much love and yeah. so much like true And you can feel empathy. It. He really believes in this. He believes yeah. in the people. He's trying to do the best he, he can. can. He and he does the best he can. He deserves his Oscar. Like I, I truly think there is a there's a place where this could have come from a place of, you know, condescension yeah. or like white superiority mm-hmm. and it doesn't. He loves everything he's putting on screen. He truly believes in it, he loves it. It's coming from a place of love. He's having more. a good time he's with it. He's having this a too. good time with it. Yeah. It's just that he's not he's the person not, yeah. he shouldn't be telling the story. Do you know who I think would be really interesting to tell the story? Who? Karan Johar. Yeah. You know what's truly interesting is while I was watching this. Yeah. The thing that really took away, I'm, I'm going with somewhere with what you just said, but okay. just wait for it, is that this is poverty porn. It really is poverty porn. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is not a nice person. Everyone is corrupt except for Jamal. Yeah. Everyone is corrupt. Everyone is poor. You only see poverty. You only see, like there really is, it is a very zoned in look at that. Mm-hmm. You look at something like Gully Boy. Which takes place in the same slum mm. that Slum Dog takes place in, mm-hmm. and that outlook is very different. Because Zoya knows, Zoya's trying to focus on the characters. Yeah, she's focusing on the people. She's focusing on the circumstances. Whereas Danny is a little bit more caught up in the look how poor these people you are. are. Yeah, of it you all, you could never, you could yeah. never. Whereas Zoya's just like, here's this guy, and here's his. Here's story. a snapshot. Here's a snapshot of the yeah. story, and yes, they are in extreme poverty, and this is how this differs. And yes, fine, it's Ranveer Singh, this actor you've never seen, be in this kind of situation, but that's also not how Zoya sells it at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Slumdog, the poverty is a big part of the story, and it's a distracting part of the story, mm-hmm. and I think. Having a direct, and that's what I think what the thing was. And I remember walking out of the film and like all my brown friends, I was just like, yeah, but like that's all they showed. And everyone was just like, yeah, but that's what it's like. And at the time I couldn't really articulate it, but now I can articulate that it's just like, but it's not. It's not because that trip for me, like, yeah. yes, we did walk through that sun, yeah. but we also stayed with like my, my mom's friends 
who were extremely wealthy. Yeah. And we stayed in their house. Yeah. Everybody had their own floor. Yeah. We would go out for the day to go shopping with the drivers. There was four drivers. We would yeah. come back. All our clothes from the day before were washed, ironed, <laughs> had newspapers in between them. Yeah. I got up to go put my plate in the sink. I got yelled at. Yeah. Like, why are you doing that? That's somebody else's job. Yeah. Like, we got a private tour of Akshardham yeah. because they happened to know somebody who knows somebody. The condo we stayed at, like, we got, like, a, oh, my God, we got a deal on it <laughs> because it was still, like, being, parts of it were still being built yeah. and were, like, under construction. But when we got there, my sister and I overheard people saying $7,500, and yeah. we were, like, it's $7,500 a night to yeah. stay here. And we, like, freaked out. And my sister was, like, super freaked out. She's, like, mom and dad don't have that kind of money. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah. And then we had to confirm it was 7,500 rupees, rupees, which yeah. is a freaking steal. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we were, like, so concerned. But we saw, like, the richest of rich yeah, India yeah. and the poorest, and the of, poorest poor. of poor. And this movie really does focus on the poorest of poor. But what it doesn't do is that even when you do have those poor people, like, Indians are, like, the most generous, loving, like, yeah. get, like yes, these kids are in sums and they're begging for money, but they also will, like, tie your shoe for you if yeah, you want. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're good-hearted people. Yeah. I think that's missing in that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, dis- I, I think despite Danny Boyle's attempts it's lost because he doesn't understand that culture. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't come from it. And I think that was the thing that was missing is that there's a, there is a disconnect in how he's directing it and how it's, you know, being presented. Cause it is being presented as this story about poor Indian people. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. That's set. Mm-hmm. We have watched how many Academy Awards by this, this point? This is the 81st. The 81st. The, Second movie of 82 films mm. to not be about white people. The only other one... The Last Emperor. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But I meant Gandhi. Okay. <laughs> so you have three yeah. of them. Two of them are about Indian people. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Is it interesting or just like... For me now, that's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Why? The Oscars are so white. <laughs> no, no, no. Not that. Oh. The fact okay. that... Yeah, yeah. That, not, that doesn't surprise me. Oh. But the fact that the only two... Two out of three are... Of, oh, are, are Indian. Indians. We have, That's interesting. We have great stories to tell. <laughs> is that all it is? We are great storytellers. But we're not. Because both of these are directed by British men. Well, that's just because Oscars are so white, yeah. though. Like, they're never going to... I don't think... I think Parasite is an anomaly. Yeah, I think like, Parasite is an anomaly. I don't think, like, as much as I would love for Rocky or Honey, Keep Dream Honey, mm. to somehow make Man, it into that but, tent, yeah, you know, to snake its way I in, know. it's not going to happen. No. I, I don't, don't think, think it's in ever our lifetime. Ha- I don't think it'll ever happen. Maybe in your daughter's, but not in ours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's really wishful thinking. Yeah. But I do think that, like, Indians in general are great storytellers. Indian cinema, the Indian cinema industry is huge. It's gigantic. But these are stories by white men about About Indians. So that's the thing. It's not saying that. It's not like Rocky Rani was nominated. Yeah. You know, it was movies about Indian people from the lens, from the white lens. But I think it's the people that are voting for these things are white people for the majority like not until now are we finally seeing more culture in representative. the economy. and so i think like it is the trope of like oh they got a little bit of like curry and they're all of a sudden they're like interested i think they can see the spark of like indians do have interesting stories because yes gandhi is told from a white man but it still is all about an indian person i mean gandhi's a very famous very yes. interesting story and same with Slumdog Millionaire. It is directed by a white man, yeah. but Jamal is Indian. Yeah, yeah. he is. So For I sure. think it makes sense. I can see where they show interest because there is always an eye open to our culture. Like people are yeah. interested. They want to go to our weddings and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I can see why it's not. I can understand why they wouldn't be open to like the actual our culture from our point of view. 
because that's they don't want that. So that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Do you think this movie could be made today? Somna? Yeah. Could as, be made? as is. As is meaning directed by a white man mm. in English. I think we've had, we haven't had a lot, but we've had some more people like in the mainstream. The only person coming to mind right now is Mindy Kaling, which is like not great. Yeah. In itself, but like even people like Ravi Patel, like Meet the Patels hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And like I think that was really big for people. I think there have been some things that have come through in the last like 10, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, people have come through in the last 15 years. I almost feel like it might make the conversation, it might make nomination, but I don't see it winning. As is. Mm-hmm. But could it even be made? I think I think that could be made over like a Bollywood director or Indian cinema director coming into North American films here. <sighs> that's upsetting. But yeah, you're but, probably right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's upsetting, but like I also get that like the chances of like Karan Johar getting like a or like an Anuraka ship directing yeah. this, for instance, who could probably kill something like this, mm-hmm. probably just wouldn't happen, and that's sad because I think Anuraka ship or Zoya Akhtar mm-hmm. is probably the right person. They're the better storyteller. Yeah, to tell the story, they're mm-hmm. in a better command of it for them not to be given the opportunity to do so. Yeah. I also find the English dialogue really off-putting. Yeah, because it just—it's so. It's just, this is not how these people talk. No. But I wonder if that's, like, just for for us, because we know the yeah. Indian language a bit better. Like, um, what's the Deepika Parkon movie? She's in a few. With Ananya Fande. Oh, uh, Geharaya? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The English in that, which that is meant to be mainly in English. Yeah. It was so off-putting for me. Like, I feel like that movie would be even better if it was just Fully in, in Hindi. Hindi. Yeah. But I think the difference is, is that, like, I think there is, our perception is that, like, just because they're in India, they speak a foreign language, so they speak Hindi or they speak something else. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people in India are actually English-speaking. And well-versed. And well-versed. Like, Garan Johar actually says that he didn't speak Hindi for a long time, Mm -hmm. because a lot of wealthy people go to English schools, they speak English at home, they speak English with their friends, so they're actually not as well-versed in Hindi as you assume they're going to be just because they're Indians in India. Mm -hmm. This, though, these are people who would only be speaking in Hindi. And they are they have their broken English in there. Yeah. yeah. Like... But be, they also... If you want to highlight the poverty and you want to play your poverty form, then you fine, should have them all. Then they should be speaking Hindi because they wouldn't be English educated. Yeah. They might know some English. They might be able to read. They might be able to do that stuff. But they would not be having full conversations with each other yeah. in English. Which then also kind of ties into some of the dialogue in this is insanely cheesy. It's just really straightforward, like plain language. Like, like there's yeah. no like there's no subtext. rhythm. There's no yes. There's nothing really to it. Yeah, and some yeah. of it is really interesting, mm-hmm. and but some of it is really like I, I don't need you to tell me six times it's written, <laughs> right? Right? It's not. I don't yeah. understand why this is in here so much, mm-hmm. especially because it downplays. It downplays so much, and the other thing is that climax is phenomenal. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It is really, like, that is a master stroke of, like, directing and acting and music and, like, editing and, like... Get it, running to the phone. running to the phone yeah. and her answering and that, like, hello, oh. and, like, it's, like... And her accent. Her accent, accent yeah. and it's... Uh, the whole thing, end to end, is, like, every time I watch it, I'm, like, oh, this is what... This is this why is this why, one. Why. This it is, is like, a very exciting it's moment. It's a very exciting moment. Yeah. And one of the reviews I read was that's just... Is that it's an underdog movie... Where the feel goodness actually makes you feel good, mm. and that doesn't happen often. It's rare. It's rare. This actually, even now, I was, despite feeling all that way about it. Yeah. When you get to that sequence, I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, I'm in this for Jamal. I'm in this like, for I Jamal. Need him I, to win. I'm here for this moment. Yeah. Like I'm one hundred percent committed and vested in him winning this now knowing exactly how this is going to pan out knowing how the scene is edited i'm still like yep yeah jho you won i'm so excited i am curious though what are your feelings towards the love story in this because i do not i can't like i'm not spooning over jamal and Latika. i'm like okay no whatevs like i also think she's the more sensible one and probably should have just 
like told him to bugger off yeah. and he should have buggered off. It's interesting because I actually buy Jamal and Lithika in the first them as children, children. and then even as teenagers. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it as adults. As the adults. Because she's I clearly think made a choice. She's made a choice. Yeah. But also she's abused yes. and like in the, her situation. She's and made like, a cho- obviously like she's made choices for reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I don't buy it the same way. I think the other thing is you're meant to like swoon over their romance as adults. But I think the only reason you're okay with it is because you do swoon over like them as children is so adorable yeah and then even them as teenagers you buy that Mm -hmm. it's as adults and that i think is because dave patel and uh frida pinto don't have the gravity to pull off no that kind of kind of romantic connection they don't have that kind of they don't have that kind of chemistry they don't have that acting ability they don't they can't pull off He's so baby-faced in this. So baby She's beautiful. He's come a long way, He really though. has, yeah, like, as an actor. Like, he's quite talented. Yeah. But, like, watching him this, I'm like, oh, my God. You're, like, you're a child You're a child. You screen. look like a child. Yeah. You're acting like a child. Yeah. And not, like, in a bad way, but, like, you can tell that there's, like, green acting. Yeah. And, like, him acting next to, like, Anil Kapoor and, like, Irfan Khan, Khan. it's kind of, like, tell, like, you can tell the acting versus, like... Can you imagine like, how intimidating that must have been? Yeah, like, exactly. This is his first feature film, yeah. right? This is his first feature? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was on Skins, Skins before that. but, yeah, other than that. Yeah. Let's switch gears super quicks and just talk about... Uh, what else was nominated? What else was nominated? Tell it's me. Because an interesting year. We have The Curious Case of Benjamin Butt. Tin. <laughs> Frost Nixon. Yeah. Milk. And the reader. I was so into Frost Nixon that year. Why? I really enjoyed it when I boring movie. When I watched it, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I've not watched it since. Okay. I watched it the one time, but I think I think I was just telling myself I'm really smart is probably yeah. what it is when I look back. Sure. On it. And I also really just like I like that part of American history. You know, I love. I know you the love film. Nixon. Yeah, Dick. I love Nixon. Yeah, I love uh, Woodward and Bernstein, and yeah. I love Dick. What are your thoughts on the others? Sorry, what were they again? Frost Nixon. Frost Nixon. Yeah. Milk, Milk. The Reader. The and reader. The Curious Case of Benjamin Buttons. Your boy Dave. What are your thoughts on Benjamin Butt? It's not my top of Davey. No, I've right? only seen it the one time. I've seen it like two or three times. I don't know. It's not a rewatch. I'm never like... Yeah. Yeah, let's watch Buttons, you know? Yeah. I can see why Slumdog won in this list. It doesn't feel like um an exciting year. But it is an interesting year. It is an interesting year. It's not year. a bad year. Yeah. But I think the fat problem is, is that Slumdog was, you got swept up in it. Yeah. You got swept up not just in the zeitgeist of it, but the move, that ending, Mita, is it's really very something. Accelerating. It's very much something. Like, it's hard. None of these are experience movies. Yeah. Slumdog, you walk in, you walk out being like, that was. That was something. That was an experience. Yeah. That was some, you were a part of something. You walk out and you go, Jay. You do go, jokes aside. Jay ho yeah. Yeah. The rest of these, it's kind of just like, you're just kind of there. Yeah. But I do remember at the time, mm-hmm. there is a lot of talk about why Slumdog shouldn't win and why the backlash about the front runner and the underdog and all of that was yeah. taking over. A lot of people felt curious case of Benjamin Button should win or that Milk should win. Milk is a great film. It is a very good film. Very good film, but is it a best picture? Um, no. No. I have a hard time with biopics. Yeah. And I think that's the thing about Slumdog. Slumdog is not perfect, but it's a best picture. It's... That's the thing. It's the feeling. Yes. Yeah. It 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 captures what best picture is. Mm-hmm. Where these other films, they just... You're just kind of like, sure. It's I guess why yeah. they're all nominated, except The Reader, which is not a good movie. But... <laughs> I still haven't seen it. You don't need to. Okay. Yeah. This is also, interestingly, the year. Yes. And I'm going to bring this up. That the Dark Knight? Came yeah, out. I was gonna say. And it a too. lot of people thought it was going to be nominated. If they had a ten, the Dark Knight would be in there for oh, sure. Interesting. Because next year we get ten nominees. We get ten, yeah. And where we're at right now is largely attributed to the Dark Knight not being nominated. Oh, is that do you think that's the reason why? That's they... what a lot of people say is that yeah. the reason the Academy switched over to ten was to be more inclusive yeah. of the large cinemascape, but because of the Dark Knight's absence, because mm-hmm. the Dark Knight was Huge. Was Barbenheimer of the time. It was huge. And the fact that it was a nominator was a big deal. Because it was... it's a great film. It's a great film. Yeah. That heist, the beginning. Oh, my gosh. 
Now I want to watch it. Now I want to watch The Dark Knight. You said The Dark Knight, and I was like, let's watch it. That heist at the beginning? Yeah. Every scene with Heath Ledger in it, sometimes I just watch it, and I just fast forward to his scenes. You know, a lot of people don't like The Dark Knight Rises. I really like The Dark Knight Rises, Because I think The Dark Knight Rises just doesn't compare. No. And I think that's the problem. But he's never going to be able to do that again. Yeah, but I mean, that was the expectation. What were your expectations, people? You got Anne Hathaway as... Yo, Anne Hathaway is possibly the best Catwoman there's ever been. I think it's better than Michelle. I think it's better than Michelle. I don't think Michelle's as campy, and fine, that's Tim Burton. Yeah, but Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle. Side note: I am excited to watch Eileen. I'm just oh, me too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Eileen too. Do you have sequel prequels for Slumdog? Jai Ho. Because um, it really does go the entire life. But I do have the question of what are these people doing now? Yeah. Like that that's kind the, of, yeah. because like his Salim dies. Yeah, and yeah. so does um, Javed. Yeah. So so like, what does that leave Jamal and Latika? Where where do they go from here? But they have twenty crores, so somebody's I mean, gonna try to kill him for that money. Yeah, yeah. He's very famous. Mm-hmm. Has nowhere to go. The police already hate him. That's the thing. Yeah, but I mean, Irfan Khan is in his corner by the end. Also, Irfan Khan. Irfan Khan. Oh. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. If I'm gone, one of like, but actually we should have a moment for him because he's very good in this. He is very good in this. He is one of the few Indian cinema actors who've made the transition from Indian films to North American films. He's in Life of Pi. He's in... The Lunchbox. The Lunchbox. What else is he in? He was in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's been in a lot and he passed away. Irfan Khan's best movies are all Indian. Yes. You, you don't know Irfan Khan unless you've seen... You know what I love? What? Piku. Irfan Khan's comic timing is so okay. underrated. He's so good. And his chemistry with Deepika? Who I knew? Know. Who knew that they would have such great chemistry? Have you watched Coffee with Garden at all this season? Not this season. Okay. No. She talks about that, doesn't she? She, uh, in her rapid fire, kind of asks her... Who do best chemistry? And she's like, I think Irfan... Yeah. yeah. They had amazing, amazing. chemistry. And so like such natural. a, it's kind of weird though because of the age difference. Yeah, but like I don't. But care. they both make it work. He, yeah, he was he was a great great actor. Yeah, he really was, and it Maybe was a real big loss. In peace. Yeah, mm-hmm. give me a rating, Mita. Okay, Jai Ho, Jai Ho, na 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 na. So that's where I'm gonna start. Yeah, because the music in Sundog Millionaire yeah. is killer. It's I've had ring a ring a ring a all day. Um, what's the MIA song that's in it? Paper Planes? Yes. Okay. The year was 2009. It was, yeah. And I can't, I think Paper Planes is also in The Hangover. If I'm... Yeah. It's in something. She didn't make it for this. No. She made the other song for this. With yes. Her, with Rahman. But, and this is how I clued in. I don't think people saw some Dark Millionaire. Because I do remember maybe 2009, maybe 2010, like, Driving in my car with my friends, listening to Paper Planes, and all, and me knowing all the words, yeah. and then being like, "How do you know this song already?" Yeah. And I was like, "Did you guys not watch Slum Dog?" <laughs> yeah. Like this was this a song yeah. in it, but um, all of the music in this film so great. Ar Hackman. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I had to do it. Yeah, I know. No I know how to. No one knew how to pronounce his name. It's not that hard, especially not Alicia Keys. Yeah, but Ar Rahman's music in this. First of all, we know he's incredible because of Rangila. Yeah. And Dilse. Rangila is like my number yeah. one. Like every song in Rangila and is a banger. Anthal. Especially Spirit of Rangila. <laughs> That's my favorite. But he has had such a great career. Yeah. So it's so exciting to see him do something in a film like this. And so, ex- so, des- that Oscar is so, this is so even, deserved. This is even close to his best work. But he deserves that Oscar. Part of me wonders, like, do we love this so much because we're brown? But I also, I just don't care. I don't care. It yeah. is so good. Yeah. It's, it is the exact same feeling that I had last year with RRR and Not Do Not Do. Like, I will tell, RRR is not the greatest Indian film oh ever my made. God, yeah. But that best song is the best yeah. song. <laughs> like, you yeah. cannot deny it. Yeah. And, like, it's that same just, like, passion and love yeah, that's yeah. in the music for Slumdog Millionaire. And kudos to Danny Boyle. For figuring that one Recognizing out. that, yeah. Because, like, it, it's it's so good, and it's still in my head. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just amazing. So that's my first point with the slum dog. With the slummies. I have grown to accept it more as an adult, okay. as a film. I think, like, at 17, I just wanted to be mad 
Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like, it's not that great a movie. It's shit. Yeah. And I think that was my stance for like a number of years. Yeah. I don't think it's like anything spectacular. And I don't think anything really new and exciting and exhilarating is being done. But there is this encapsulating feeling of like wanting to see what happens here, wanting the best for Jamal. Following along on his journey, question by question, it's like a nice concept that's been done, but you are left with like this like joyous feeling, which is so hard to do on film. And like that in itself is a great takeaway for it. And like when you listed off those movies that were also nominated, none of them make me feel the same way that Slumdog Millionaire does make me feel. And it really is all the parts of it. It is the music. There is some dance in this. There's not great dancing. Oh, no. Someone else needed to choreograph that yeah. song. <laughs> Could have gotten Futtercon yeah. and, like, that would have exactly. been nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is some dancing, but there are just those, like, qualities that you do get in an Indian film that are in this. They're yeah. not that they're best because it's not made by an Indian. Yeah. Like, I actually think this would be a better film for someone like Zoya Atgar. I think Gurren Johar could knock yeah. it out of the park. He does heartwarming things so well. So well. Yeah, and, and also social messages so well. Yeah. So I think, like, there are filmmakers that could have done a better job with it. But for a white man making an Indian yeah. film, kudos to you, Danny Boyle. Yeah. I've grown to accept it for what it is. I've also accepted more of, like, being just myself and with my culture as mm-hmm. an adult, which... If I look back just retrospectively in terms of me, I think this was like a, a stepping stone for me to see like, oh, it is okay. To for, be brown. To be brown. Like people will accept it. No one's going to tell me about like if I smell or not. Yeah. Nobody ever said anything, but I saw faces. But anyways, <laughs> my parents owned a restaurant. So like yeah. I'd go to a party on Friday night and I'd smell like butter chicken. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. I did actually really enjoy watching this, but I don't think it's anything, like, it's not spectacular. Like, when we look back at the 94 movies we're going to watch, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, my top five or anything, but I do really respect it for what it is and enjoyed my time with it. I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Okay. Yeah. I think Slumdog is one of those films mm-hmm. that garnered a bit of a reputation for being shitty when it wasn't. I think people wanted to shit on the little movie that could, that was joyous and it made you feel good and all of that. And I think Milk was the more respectable movie at the time, or even the curious case of Benjamin Button. I also think at the time, I, when I was on forums and blogs and web pages and people were trying to put down Slumdog and put up Benjamin Button, for instance, I think there's some racism going on there that, like, at the time I didn't recognize, but now I'm kind of like, you know, I remember people trying to compare. Uh, Araman's score to Alexander Desplat's from Benjamin Button, which is an mm. excellent score. I write to it all the time. But what Araman does is unique to him and works in the confine, like in his film. Mm. Also, why does everything have to be the same? And I think Slumdog is not the same. Slumdog, when you look at Best Picture winners, Slumdog is like nothing else. Mm. And I think that says something. And I think that's a nice thing. I agree with you that, like, this story, we've kind of seen it before. Also, I just want to point out the insane convenience that the questions and Jamal's life all move in chronological order. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of preposterous. And I think the more sophisticated filmmaker and writer would have had, yeah, exactly, would have jumped back and forth and you would have connected the story through that. And that actually would have been a more interesting story. But we're going to let it go. Mm -hmm. I also, I think, think the things that I hold on to in Slumdog, that I'm Indian and it's about Indian people. And this when they speak Hindi, I don't need the subtitles. And, you know, I I get the nuances of what's happening, et cetera, et cetera. Those same things about being Indian make me hate the fact that this is in English. Mm -hmm. And it actually disconnects me. I think a non-Hindi speaker or someone who doesn't understand Hindi actually probably doesn't care. But when those characters are speaking English... To each other when, especially I find when Irfan Khan and Dev Patel in the police station are speaking English to each other, it's so distracting to Mm -hmm. me. I can't get past it because I know what that line is supposed to be written like in Hindi. It's the same thing that happened in Gandhi. And it just, 
it just it's so it just takes me away from it it's so distracting so there are things about this film that i think as an as an indian i gravitate to Mm -hmm. and i think the fact that you know araman and my favorite writer of all time gulzar both have academy awards because of this it was recognized it was loved it was it's a part of the zeitgeist yeah the way that so other other cultures don't have that and i think that's something actually to say that like you know you can't look at a you know we didn't even have a black film until like 12 years a slave, 12 years a slave. like yeah. this is this saying something in the heat of the night but but that's not it it's it doesn't count the same way because this is this is about indian people yeah so i think there's something to still be proud about is it the best movie no is it the best movie about indian people it's not but i think I'm Indian, it's Indian, it has a soft spot. And I think the fact that I've always liked Danny Boyle, I think Danny Boyle is a good filmmaker, and no, he's not the person to have made this, but I think he does the goddamn best he could. Hmm. I think he really tried. Like, you could tell, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of attention, and there's a lot of care put into it, Mm -hmm. and he gets the pass. It's not perfect, but he, he deserves to... He deserves his Academy Award for it. Mm. I thought I would dislike this more, but right? that ending, I mean, honestly, Misa, the, it just gets you. He nails it. He nails it. Because even if the beginning and the middle are shit, that ending, it's... The beginning, I find the middle actually drags a bit. The beginning is exciting. The beginning is exciting, but that When the kid falls in the poop, that's yeah. what I was like, yeah. But that's that a great end, story. man, that, that end question is... It is everything. It is everything exciting filmmaking mm-hmm. should be. So, at the end of the day, Slumdog Millionaire for me is also getting three and a half stars. Hooray! I think we were both kind of like not looking forward to this, but then as I watched it, I was, I was just, just like, like this "Oh, is nice. this is Slumdog. This is a relief. It's it's a yeah. relief. It does. It's such a it's a nice film. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think the other thing is it's something to be proud of. It is." I think not just for Indian people. I think Danny Boyle is probably very proud of this as well. Not just because he won his Oscar, but I feel like it, I, you know, it feels like a a movie he's proud of. Yeah, that's Slumdog. Next week, Mita, oh, we yeah. get back to ten nominees. Whoa, it's a lot. It's a lot of movies. But before that, mm-hmm. game me. Okay, so last week, Nadim, you had me connect um, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Stranger Tides? Dark Tides? Something about dark, in- dark Tides? No, Dead Man's Chest. Dead Man's Chest? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like Tides or no, something. No, no, no. Dead Man's Chest yeah. to Michael Clayton. Mikel. So this week, Nadim, yes. you are being challenged to connect K-K-K. Michael Clayton K-K. to the top grossing movie of 2008. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. KK. There is a super easy way to do it. I'm sure there is. And your timer starts now. Oh my god, George Clooney. And Christopher Nolan? No. What have they done? If that's not the way. I'll I'll help you out. No, don't. Okay. Is it through Tildy? No. Oh, Gary Oldman? Oh, Tom Wilkinson? No. Tom Wilkinson is in Michael Clayton and he's in he's in something that Chris has done. <laughs> Tom Wilkinson is in You have thirty seconds left. Tom Wilkinson is in Ugh. I'm thinking in the bedroom, but I don't know why, because... you Who's that, Todd Haynes? No. <laughs> no, it is! No, Todd Field. Todd Field. See? It's hard. I, <laughs> it's hard. I don't know Two why. Two Todds. I, I'm, like, going, careening off the, like, ugh. I don't know, Mita. You have five seconds left. Uh, Do you want extra time or no? No, Tom Wilkinson is in what? Okay, it's been a minute. Should I stop it? No, give me another 30 seconds. 30? What has Tom Wilkinson been in? In the bedroom. Why is that the only thing I can think of? <laughs> He's in a lot of things. A lot of things. Tom Wilkinson. Ten seconds. Is he an Oppenheimer? No. There's so many people. In so Oppen. many people in Oppies. Yeah. Five seconds left. You thought it's like midnight. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> what is it? 
get so uh, mad. Yeah, I'm probably gonna. Tom Wilkinson is in Batman Begins. Is he? Yeah, he plays um the mob guy, Carmen. Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew yeah. he did something. Yeah. Anyways, there we go. So yes, uh, I'll do it for you. Yeah. Michael Clayton stars one Tom Wilkinson, who's in Batman Begins, directed by Christopher Nolan, is the director the of Dark The Dark Knight. Knight. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah, but he's part of the franchise. He's part of the franchise. Yeah. That's the one I watched the least. There you go. Oh, Mita, what are we watching next week? We're in for a real treat. Are we? <laughs> are we? Yeah. Um, we are watching the 2009 Best Picture winner, Avatar. Have you? No. <laughs> that was a joke for you. We're watching The Heart Locker. Have you ever seen The Heart Locker? Um, barely. Oh. Yeah. Pieces. Okay. Yeah. But I, I've never sat down and fully watched okay. The Heart Locker. Okay. So. Well, this will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it's about. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we'll get to that. I feel yeah. like I I prefer Zero Dark Thirty. Anyways, we're going to watch the Hurt we'll, we'll talk about all of that. Yeah. But that's next week. Yes. Mita, do you have any parting words for us? Do I ever? Yeah. Do you want to say it together? Yeah. J-Hope! It's playing right now. <laughs> holla, holla! Um, no, 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 do you know that song wasn't made for Slumdog? Oh. It was made for a movie called Yuvraj, directed by Subhash Kai, starring Salman Khan and Emily Kapoor. Wow. Do you know what other song has been in my head? What? The song from Dawn. That's oh, Ajkira? Ajkira. I love Ajkira. Play that in the back. It's <laughs> a great song. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... The Avatar. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Good, good one. Not planned. No. Have a lovely week, friend. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at movies to watch pod, and check out our litter box at movies the number two watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>